But where are you really from? But where are you really from? Hey everyone, I'm Angela Lin. And I'm Jesse Lin, and welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You Really From? This week, we're putting Angela in the hot seat again. <laughs> I will be the interviewer, and she will be the interviewee as we dive into the world of past life regression. <laughs> so we've definitely, yeah, <laughs> we've definitely talked a lot about like spirituality and exploring all of that. So Angela recently did a deeper dive. I, I don't know if deeper dive is the right word. A deeper dive, I guess, into that by going to have her past life regressed so that she has knowledge of it. I'm not sure if that's the correct way to (laughs) term it, but maybe I'll kick it over to you for you to explain what past life regression is for those of our listeners who don't know what it is. Yeah. So basically it's like hypnotherapy. So I think most people have heard of hypnotherapy, AKA using hypnosis as a form of therapy. So it's like, You know, this is commonly used for people who have any sort of like trauma that they're trying to kind of overcome or like sometimes police forces use hypnotherapists to on like potential witnesses of crimes to try to like dig up memories. Wait, really? Yeah. Although it's a little like it's a That sounds inadmissible. No, well, it it's kind of like the gray area because okay. people can people argue that sometimes they feel like the memories could be manipulated, like maybe it was like planted a memory or whatever, but like theoretically the idea is that when you're under hypnosis, you're not kind of like bogged down by the exterior things and like we as humans do repress a lot of memories to kind of like protect ourselves especially from trauma so it makes sense that like if you remove that layer of like self-awareness um of like waking life quote unquote right um and when you're in this hypnotic state then like you should theoretically be able to remember more things than like your normal conscious mind would um so that's like normal hypnotherapy and so like oftentimes these are going into like the past right or i think all the time they're going into the past of like things that happened so like i guess the easiest way to think about it is like you're going so far in the past that you're like going into a life that isn't your current life um so it is only like certain therapists actually are specialized in doing this but it is slightly different because you're not trying to like focus on your current life you're trying to take you out of like this self and find like other past versions of yourselves and the experiences and memories that you have from that and it it is to help you like learn more about yourself and also like maybe there are blockages that you carry into your current life because of things that happened in the past in other lives that's the theory um and something well i'll bring like two extra pieces of color into this one is like we mentioned that we previously talked about spirituality and like in that first episode we talked about religion spirituality i mentioned that one of the books that like really um made a big impact on me was one called journey of souls and that was written by a hypnotherapist named Dr. Michael Newton. He already passed away, but before he passed away, he 
had created this institute to teach his method of past life regression and this other regression called Life Between Lives, which we can get into if we want, but whatever. Anyways, so he had created this institute to teach his method. Um, and so I, at the time, I remember you asking me, like, would you ever do that? And I was like, no, I'm so scared. I, would, I, I don't know what I would dig up. And at the time, I, I did believe that, but I think, like, enough things had happened since that point, like I did a lot of psychedelic <laughs> since that point. And like, I've, I've done a lot more work on like, you know, self growth and blah, blah, that I was more open to the idea. But I wanted to find someone who was affiliated with that institute if I couldn't do it with Michael Newton himself, because he already passed away. So that was kind of like, okay, this is like where it comes full circles. Like that book changed my perception of things and I wanted to kind of like dig into that with someone affiliated with him and then the other piece is that um the woman that I ended up doing this session with her website her whole like spiel um something I really liked um was that basically like everyone's on a different spectrum of the woo woo factor right like how much you believe in like spirituality and blah blah soul life all of that past lives reincarnation and it doesn't really matter like her her thesis was like whether or not you believe that this stuff was real like you could believe that this is all just like made up imaginary shit that your brain made up kind of like dreaming right like you're just like oh i'm just gonna like make up things but she's like who cares? Because if in the end, what you experience and what we work through in that session helps you unblock something that is holding you back in your current life, does it really matter if it was real or not? So like, that's the interpretation for the skeptics, right? And obviously, for like people like me who do believe that this shit is real, then it's like I have additional benefits that I get from it. But at the most skeptic level, that's kind of her herself. It's like, what do you have to lose? Like, it, if you know you've had like chronic pain or like this fear that you can't understand why you have this fear or like aversion of something, and then we discover something in the session and you are able to overcome it, does it matter if you believed that it was real or not? Like that past life, if you're cured of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting point because like, um, what's that other book that we both read that we like, um, by Michael. How to Cole? change your mind. Yeah. How to change your mind. And yeah. there was a part of it where it was like somebody was taking mushrooms for kind of palliative care. And even though this person was strictly an atheist, he still, there was some kind of spiritual element of taking that that helped him pass or make peace with the fact that he was going to pass. So there, uh, yeah, it's interesting that there is this, placebo effect if you want to call it that i do want to make two completely off topic comments we are ketchup and mustard colored and your eye makeup <laughs> looks really good today oh, i love thank it thank you You're i welcome. think i extra winged it today maybe it so. looks really nice thank you we are yeah. ketchup and okay. mustard what happened <laughs> Uh, it was not coordinated y'all no um okay so you mentioned you mentioned your previous experiences with psychedelics opened you up to do this kind of experience but what was the impetus behind it like why did you actually want to go and do the past life regression well i was always interested in it as we discussed but i think um like i had had multiple recent psychedelic 
um, therapeutic experiences leading up to my decision to like want to book a session that kind of let like open that door. So I actually booked, so I did the session and Ramon did the session as well, a separate session, um, same day though, in February. But I booked the sessions in like November or December. So I like, we had done two back to back. I think I talked about this in the most recent like um, psychedelics episode, but I did two back to back psychedelic things in like two days. One was like the mushrooms or psilocybin and um, Thai massage mix thing. And then the next day was like a ketamine breathwork session. Um, and in both of those sessions, I was exploring a lot of things as, as one does in psychedelics. But like um, for me, a big part was kind of like loss of identity or like re-transforming my identity because it was around the time that I was going to be quitting my corporate job and like transitioning to full time on this and like future with family and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it rocked me pretty deeply, right? Of like, who am I? If not like my default is like, I'm a marketer. Like I work at this company, you know, like that's like my identity. And so it was like, what am I without that? Um, and I worked through a lot of stuff in those sessions, but there were definite moments in both sessions where I was like trying to get more clarity on like, for example, with this podcast, right? I was like, I generally like have a good like vision for what I want to want us to do with it. But there what I was trying to get like more details, right? I was like, can you give me like more specifics about like what I should be doing beyond this like general direction? And I was getting kind of like blanks where like I specifically remember during the ketamine session, there was one like really visual kind of moment where um, it was almost like quicksand and like mud that was like moving, very actively moving. And there was like a huge spotlight over it, like a searchlight. Um, and it was kind of like, okay, what am I looking for? What am I looking for? And then there was like, it just like never found anything. And so the, the like message that came through to me was like, because it was right after I asked the questions about like, what am I, give me more specifics about like what I'm supposed to do career wise or podcast wise, blah, blah, blah. And the message I got from that was like, we're not going to tell you, like, there's more to be had here, but it's on you to figure that out. And I think I mentioned this with like also why I start I was on board to do the Vipassana meditation retreat. Um, but we talked about that. That was not what I got out of that meditation retreat at all. Like it wasn't the point was not to self-reflect. So I didn't get those answers. So I think it was just like I had already been primed to be like, OK, the question is still there. It's on me to discover this. What other like drastic, if you will, <laughs> ways can I like force myself to find the answers to these things? Um, like, how can I open myself up in other ways? So I think it just like lent itself to having me finally be ready to like explore that kind of past life regression that I was already interested in, but was kind of afraid to do previously. But I think at that point I was like, I've done so much stuff already. Like, what do I have to be <laughs> afraid of with, with this? If I yeah. feel that there's value to be had. So was it kind of like you were hoping to look back at your past lives 
what they were doing or what their characteristics were like in order to try to inform your future decision or what was sorry no it's uh it was kind of like a convoluted (laughs) answer so i didn't actually go into the past life session to answer that question but because i had all of these like really intense therapeutic self-growth experiences leading up um I I was open to the idea of like trying more different like extreme self growth okay. okay. things, um, but yeah, it, it's not like you can search to the past necessarily yeah. to know what you should do in the future. It was more like that. I think that's why I did the vipassana, which didn't end up giving me the answers I was hoping for, but it was still like a really great experience. I'm not. I don't regret anything about. But then I was just like my mind was more open to like trying different things that I've been interested in anyway. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. So I guess walk us through the process of past life regression, kind of just like the logistics of it. Um, Was signing up for it difficult? Did you have to do any kind of prep work? Um, Anything before even actually getting into the session with the hypnotherapist? Yeah, well, I do want to caveat that, like, similar to if you're considering psychedelic therapies or anything like this, like, do your research because, like, you're putting yourself in other people's hands to, like, get really vulnerable with. And, like, if you don't know them prior, you know, they're essentially strangers. So, like, I, that's, a big reason why I wanted to find someone who was affiliated with the Michael Newton Institute already so that I felt a like better sense of security with this person. So I would say the first step was like, I did a lot of research to find the right person. Um, so I found this woman in Washington. We happened to be going to that state anyway in February for work retreat slash vacation situation. Um, and I had read, it was, it was kind of a mix of like, she was in the directory of like, she graduated, graduated from, she was like certified through this institute. And also she had like Google and Yelp reviews of like recent ones of people being like, I just had my session like last week or whatever and like changed my life, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, she seems cool. And I went on her website, watched videos of her talking and stuff. And it, it was like, okay, this seems like legit. Um, she was hard to book. I don't know if this is just like her or like everyone who does this kind of stuff, but she she must be very good. It's, it's probably why she's like hard to book because um, yeah, I booked in like November, December and like February. Um, honestly, like I, when I reached out to her, she was like, I don't really have openings to like March or April. And I was like, well, we're gonna be in Washington. We're not like, we're not permanently in Washington usually. We're going to be there in February. Is there any way you can, like, slot us in? And she, she like, did us a favor, essentially, to, like, move oh, nice. us up. Nice. Um, and I can talk about this if you want later. But the, the other thing I mentioned, the Life Between Lives, um, is, like, a slightly different version of this. And I booked it with her as a follow-up in August. But I booked it, like like a month ago she's like so booked she's like wait but you not gonna be here in august right no but she um she actually does zoom now 
Um, okay. She tried to make us do Zoom for the past life one, but I was like, I don't even know you yet. I don't. I want to like. I yeah. prefer an in person. Yeah. And then after we did it in person, I was like, okay, I like vibe with you, and I could like see it. She got it. Yeah. She's shifting everything to Zoom. Yeah. So the value extraction from the session, the sessions don't have to be consecutive. Basically, you can extract value from just having a singular session with the. Yes. Okay. Yes, cool. it could be singular or it could be recurring. It's kind of up to you, or not recurring, but like multiple. Um, it depends on what you're trying to work on. So, like, um, you just like with psychedelics, you need to come in with like some sort of intention of like what you're trying to explore. Um, so that it can better focus what you're like, which past lives. So like the thesis, right? Like whether you believe it or not, thesis is that every soul reincarnates like almost countless times, not, not really countless, but like a lot of times to try to like perfect yourself. And so like, there are a lot of past lives that you could be drawing from. So if you just kind of go in of like, I just want to see like, who knows what you'll end up. <laughs> exploring mm -hmm. yeah. but if you're like for example if this is not what i explored but if i was like what's up with my fear of water <laughs> like no. do i have a deeper oh, thing no. i i have like a specific memory from when i was 13 but like maybe there's yeah. a deeper thing that's like in, yeah. impacting that then you know the past lives that i would be exploring would be only the ones like relevant to that as opposed to like just like any old thing um so you have to go in with intentions. Um, going back to your question, prep work. Yes, she had some prep work. Basically, like I'd never been hypnotized before. So mm -hmm. there is a little bit of um, prep work prior where she has some videos where um, essentially it's her voice over like calming music and it's you practicing being hypnotized. You can apparently do like self-hypnosis, which is what those recordings are because you're kind of triggering yourself to be hypnotized. And it was kind of crazy because I was like, oh, I did it. Like, whoa. Because um, even in her recording, she was like, even if you like don't meet with me anymore, like self-hypnosis is a really like strong tool to have because you can essentially like relax yourself, like get yourself out of your head and like just stresses of daily life for like, few minutes at a time up to you know 20 minutes or less um it's almost like meditation but like different um so she had us fill in forms of like what we want to explore and then also listen and practice to like three i think videos of self-hypnosis so that ultimately it's easier when you're in the session with her to be hypnotized and the point being your time is limited. You're spending money on this shit also. Um, so like you want to be able to get as deep as possible. And if it takes you too long to like relax to be hypnotized, because ultimately hypnosis, you're still awake and you're still aware of everything. So you're just letting your body get as relaxed as possible that it can like shut down the like normal stuff and just focus on like brain like connecting with her voice and like answering the questions that you're trying to do so if you practice it a little bit ahead of time it just like goes faster when you're actually in the session with her but that was largely the prep work <laughs> 
Hey listeners, wondering how you can support us? The biggest way is by increasing our visibility by following us on Instagram at where are you from pod, on TikTok at but where are you really from, subscribing to our YouTube channel under but where are you really from podcast, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends. The more people we can get to listen to the show, the more we can continue spotlighting different perspectives and stories. And if you feel so inclined, we're also accepting donations at buymeacoffee.com slash where are you from. Thanks, y'all. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, would you mind sharing what your intention was going into the session? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I mean, we've talked about like dating and relationship stuff. I still had like, you know, I, I've had some like blockages around intimacy my whole life, I would say. And I think we've we've explored this topic. I think a lot of it does come from like cultural upbringing of like views around sex, taboo, blah, blah, blah. I think that has a big impact, but I was like, I wonder if there's more here. Like maybe it's not just a me in this life thing. Maybe there is like kind of recurring stuff that hopefully I can remove. So that was like the main topic for me is like, I didn't know for sure if there was anything. It was just like, if there is something, let's like nix that shit because I don't need more shit dragging me down. Um, So that was my main theme. Makes sense. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Um, Would you walk us through what the actual session is like? Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite interesting because you can find out all of this on many on youtube and like on many people's who do this as websites and stuff it's like almost not a secret like this stuff sounds so like mysterious and like um behind a veil but they actually just tell you straight up like what's going to happen and it's not a secret so essentially you go in and you sit in this like very comfortable lazy boy recliner chair essentially because they just want you to be like as relaxed as possible you're wearing an eye mask just like you would with um psychedelics because you're trying to turn inward right and the first I would say probably 30 minutes or so 30 to 45 minutes she well my hypnotherapist was a woman so she was just kind of like guiding me through relaxing myself and essentially hypnotizing me but like you can think of it as just like a guided meditation almost because she was basically like okay now like you know get comfortable and like um she had specific things where it was like i think the first step is she asks you to picture like one of your favorite places like somewhere that makes you really happy and like really visualize yourself being there and then i think she she does like other things while you're in this happy place to like make sure you get like really immersed in it so she'll ask you like what do you see what do you hear what do you feel like um so like for me i was imagining like the beach so then i was like oh you know once i'm like really in it enough i'm like okay i can like hear some seagulls and like feel the wind and like whatever right so like really trying to immerse you and then once you're immersed enough that you can kind of like pick up on all these little details then slowly she has you visualize like going down some stairs and coming upon a hallway Um, And this hallway is kind of like leading you into your past lives. And so once you're in the hallway, she would ask like, how many doors do you see? And the number of doors would be like the number of past lives that we would likely explore in that session. And 
it's not leading. Like, she's not like, oh, do you see four doors or whatever? It's like, you should be seeing some doors. How many are there? And for me, I saw three. And a lot of times she's just kind of asking you questions. So she was like, okay, three doors. Um, How many on the left? How many on the right? And I would tell her. And then she'd be like, okay, which one feels like the first one that you want to go to? And I would be like, okay. Like, oh, something she told me too is like, um, just rely on your intuition the entire time. Like whatever gut feeling you have or like the small little voice in your head, just like don't ignore it. Anything you feel, any thought you have, just say it and do it because that is your intuition like kind of guiding you through it. So I was like, okay, the left door and like whatever. Um, Oh, also (laughs) I'll mention this for the woo-woo peeps is uh, before we like went into any lives, she did... Um, do this thing where she like called upon my guides, my spirit guides to come and like protect, protect me and like help guide me through whatever I was going to see and go through. Um, I believe that stuff. So I was like, great. But if you don't believe that stuff, whatever, just, just, uh, entertain it. Right. Um, but yeah, so then we went through each door and it was actually quite interesting because then once you open the door, yeah, she would ask things like, what kind of door is it? Like, what does it look like? What material is it made of? And like, what feeling do you get from it? Because actually the first door that I got, I was like, I felt immediately like very scared. Like I started shaking, my whole body started shaking. And I was like, there's something scary behind this door. And like, I, I don't know what's gonna come from this versus like other doors. I was like, oh, this feels like fine. I don't get any like certain sense from it. And, or the, my, I had three, right? So my third one, I was like, oh, this feels fun or like whatever. Like there's just like, you, you'll you get certain feelings about what that experience might be. And then when you open the door, you essentially are like entering the body of that past life. Um, I think for everyone, it's a little different. Like she was asking me like, well, are you like in the body now? And I was like, uh, I don't really think so. Cause from kind of from like point, my point of view. So like you visual, you might visualize or you might just hear, sense things, know things. Everyone's different. I was kind of visualizing like, kind of like when you dream the amount of visuals you get with a dream. So I was visualizing like trying to enter a body, but I was still kind of like above the body. So it was almost like if you believe and imagine that like my soul was the thing that was kind of like going through these doors, right? It was kind of like my soul was like, I'm not totally ready to just like spot into this body. I'm going to like hang out (laughs) up top. So I was kind of like, half in half out and just like that's fine like if that's like where you're comfortable let's do that so everyone's a little different but that's kind of how i experienced it cool that sounds really interesting i actually what you're talking about transitions perfectly into my next question which is like what is the sensation of seeing the past life because you're are you you're not like fully unaware of your physical surroundings right or are you um you're not unaware you're just not focused on it you're Mm -hmm. actually completely aware of everything Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like the debunking is like a lot of people think they were like gonna be manipulated or like 
easily controlled or have someone plant like bad ideas in your head or whatever if you're under hypnosis, but you're fully aware of everything. Like I heard her voice, I knew exactly what was happening and I could stop at any moment. Like she even was like, if you have to pee, tell me (laughs) because you're gonna be aware that like you need to pee. It's more that um, everything else happening around, I just tune it out because we're focused on like this activity that's happening right now. Um, So what I felt, I mean, it was kind of similar to psychedelics in that a lot of things you just like feel the emotion of like, what is happening, or you know something to be true without someone telling it to you or whatnot. And so a lot of these experiences, um, that was kind of what I was going through. But the way that the sessions worked was basically like, she would ask me questions to help me. And maybe that was because it was like my first time, so I didn't really know what I was doing. because I would basically like drop into these bodies and then she'd be like, what do you see? And I'd tell her and then I'd have like nothing. And then she'd be like, okay, like what else? You know, like she's trying to like pull from what what I'm experiencing so that we actually get to something. Um, Cause I think without the guiding, without the guidance, I would have just kind of been like, I, I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, so then maybe backtracking, cause you were talking that you had like three doors and like one was really scary. What were maybe some of the difficult aspects about doing this? Like, did you encounter anything that was like weird or scary or you found it hard to relax? Yeah, well, I think it's two things. One was just like knowing what to do. So that's kind of what I was saying about like without her kind of guiding me, I was kind of just like stuck where I was like, what am I supposed to be looking at? Like, it would be like, okay, I'm wearing this dress and like, I see my shoes and like, blah, blah, blah. But like, what else is there? So knowing what to do once you're in there is kind of like, question mark, question mark. Um, So thankfully, she was there to with questions to shape it. Um, The other part was definitely like, similar to just any self growth thing. So like with psychedelics or whatever, like, I said, that first one was scary, right? Like you feel this sense of dread of like, there's some shit that I need to face and I'm scared to face it. And I don't know what it is, but I'm like terrified. So that was really difficult, especially because that was my first door that we went through. It was a scary one. So I was kind of like, what is it going to be? Um, and almost like, I don't want to do it. But like, if you're already in it, you have to just like be willing to explore it right so it was more like initially getting past that huge sense of dread of like what's in store um if I already feel that there's something kind of like not pleasant (laughs) behind this that makes sense they say the only way out is through Mm -hmm. yeah so did you learn anything from doing this past life regression I did. I learned many things. I mean, Mm. yeah, I think. Maybe like your top three takeaways, things that were either things that are like you're taking with you to your current self or things that you're like, oh, I really didn't expect to have that kind of experience or self or something like that. 
I did find that there were like a few things that happened in the past that have an influence on like why I have blockages in current day. Um, I'll keep it vague for the one that I just feel is like too, it was just like too much. But um, one of them was like, essentially, it was like very long ago, I was in like medieval times or whatever was like, that was the first one. Um, and essentially, I had um, a stillborn child. And so, and then I like, this is like so dark, I died of grief essentially shortly after um, the baby died so I think that like that trauma would be traumatic enough for probably any woman to kind of have like challenges with intimacy and want you know essentially getting having any opportunity of getting pregnant and blah 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 so that that I was that was very unexpected because I was like I would not have like pegged that as something to have happened because you know I as much as I believe this kind of stuff, I'm still a skeptic. I'm still like, I don't know, like I'm probably like I watch too many movies and like I'm like planting, you know, typical um, scenarios in my brain. And then my, you know, my session's going to like splurt out this like very generic incident that happened. And that's the reason. And this was just like, oh, I would not have expected this to have been like something my brain would come up with. So it was more believable to me because I was like, why would I? come up with that that's like the the least related to like my current life and like um something I would fear so yeah that was that was really interesting because I was like oh that it connects kind of like where I'm headed now because with the psychedelics and whatever like part of the identity changing um is that like in the next in the recent or in the forthcoming years, right, we're going to move into, like, creating a family, um, and, like, then my identity will shift because I'll eventually move into, like, mother motherhood as, like, part of my identity, right? And so it was, it was pretty interesting to see one life kind of, like, directly tied to where I'm trying to enter soon um, as the next stage of my life and some, like, uh, past trauma that is related to that that might also be part of why I have some like qualms with becoming a mother and like having yeah blah 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 anyways so that was really interesting um and then the other one that was more directly tied with like my question around intimacy was also similar in terms of like I was skeptical that my brain was just going to fabricate like a stereotypical situation um, and it was actually, it was interesting in that essentially there was a trauma that happened when I was a child where it didn't happen to me, it happened to my mother, but I witnessed it as a child. And so it had like a really deep, long in this lasting life. in, in, the, in the past life, in a different past life. Yeah. So I had three, three past lives. Um, one was that medieval one. This is a, a second one. Um, and because I witnessed it as a child, I think I was like probably like five or six years old um, in that past life when I witnessed this like very traumatic, traumatic situation happen to my mom. It had left a really deep imprint on me in that life. And then I suppose carried over into like my current life in at least some fashion. Mm. Um, and 
so yeah, that one was really interesting because it's like, okay, that seems to tie more directly with like some of the challenges that I currently have around that topic. Ooh, sorry. Around that topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, And again, because it was not like the stereotypical scene I would have picked up from a movie or whatever I was like okay I I more believe this as well that it didn't happen to me especially happened to like someone else but like someone very close to me and blah 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 yeah that's really interesting um and I want to ask you actually because I'll do the Oprah twist the knife (laughs) not really how are you dealing with these past traumas, right? Because in our current lives, we're already working really hard to yeah. the trauma in the current life. So how does this slot into, I guess, how you see yourself and your current set of traumas? And how do you plan on dealing with that? Or, or do, you, do you see it more kind of as knowledge about yourself rather than something that you're presently dealing with? that makes sense i think it's more the latter the knowledge of yourself and not something you're presently dealing with um and i did it's a good question because i ask this of the therapist afterwards too is like what am i supposed to do with this right and she was like (laughs) (laughs) she was like honestly most of the time just knowing that those things are like kind of the root of some of your blockages usually helps alleviate a lot of those blockages but she was like if you are still feeling stuck, it means that there was more to be had there that we just didn't like get to. Because she was like, sometimes I have people who like come in with certain issues and like they have one session and they're like completely unblocked because it was like very clear what the like one thing was. And she was like, other people, they feel like partially unblocked and then they have to come back for like return sessions because there were, there were more lives that dealt with like a similar thing. Um, I think I'm more in the latter of like, I, I realized some things that like lifted some things, but I was still like, huh, I'm not like cured, cured, you know? Um, but I think one thing that did carry into like present life that, um, helped it in my mindset was that one about the, like the childbirth related one. Um, it was a very sad situation, but like one really pleasant thing that came out of it was like because she was asking me all these questions right of like how do you feel and like what happens next and blah 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 and one of the like very complicated emotions I was feeling during that life was like even though I'm like extremely sad about this child being lost immediately I felt this like deep deep love for this child that I had not felt before in current life right so like it kind of gave me a glimpse into kind of that unconditional like immense love that everyone talks about that a mother has for their child that you don't know that you'll never feel until you have that child kind of thing and so it gave me that preview into like that's possible and that you like will feel this type of love for your children when you have your own children in like this life And so that did help me in kind of current life now because I am going to be entering that stage in the nearish future because, you know, and I think we've talked about, we had the kids episode and whatever, like I don't have this like maternal instinct in me that I like when I see a baby, I'm like, I love babies. I'm like, I feel ready. You know, like that's just not who I am. So I think 
feeling that in that past life and like being in that state where I just like know the emotions are real, it did help me calm myself a little bit about the like reservations I have, I guess, about becoming a mother um, soonish. I'm like, well, there's that like really bright light at the end of that tunnel of like you're gonna feel this thing that you've like never felt before that will be worth it to become a mother. Since this is a uptick, shall we move into the the uh, fortune cookie? Because yes, we always yes. like to end on a sweet treat. Okay, cool. Indeed. So I wanted to ask you, what was the most interesting and or amusing vision of your past life that you had? I'm hoping that door number three had something amusing uh <laughs> interesting. didn't you say it was like your daughter or something oh, yes okay <laughs> yes that is a way better thing to to end on um yes okay so actually it's uh so that does remind me of a subtopic that we didn't get to uh which is when you have like a traumatic life that ends traumatically something that your hypnotherapist can do is rewrite the life for you so that you feel more at peace with that life so like whether you believe it or not what's happening there like i think there's a you can have many debates about this because theoretically and like the way most people think about time right it's like past present futures like the past is past it's gone you can't do anything about it but if you are more on the woo-woo side and also if you lean into like um for example um fuck what's that movie with uh matthew mcconaughey in space and stuff interstellar if you're into interstellar or that book series three body problem and all that stuff it's like space time continuum right like then you may be more inclined to believe that time is all relative and like it's all happening at once and blah 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 so theoretically in that world you could rewrite something in the in the past because past present future all kind of the same thing any hoots so um in the childbirth one where it was very sad she was like we're gonna rewrite this <laughs> so that you like are in a better place um and so she was like what do you see like let's pretend that you don't like the worst doesn't happen so like your child doesn't die and like you don't then die out of grief and whatever so like what does happen and so in this version my child grew up and like became this wonderful daughter who like was really you know a go-getter and like loved riding horses and like went off to study school like what left home to study school and whatever and I was so proud of her blah 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 and one of the questions she asked before she wrapped up the life was like okay take now take a look at your daughter and your husband do you recognize the souls of either of these people and you were my daughter yeah yeah i was like that's oh, just wait that's so <laughs> funny i mean also like oh I'm touching yeah 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 well it's you can kind of interpret it two ways right like theoretically if this is like the rewritten life technically yeah. you weren't or like maybe you were that stillborn daughter but um whether or not you believe this rewritten life the fact that i saw you was something really like it made me feel really good because it was Aww. kind of like oh we're like connected in like yeah. this like soul spiritual 
realm of things, right? That's that's what I believe. Obviously, you you and I are different ends of the woo woo spectrum, but like the the super woo, if you're all bought in on woo, uh, belief is that we're all souls and that our like true selves are these souls and we reside between lives or we reside in this like soul world unattached to human bodies and you move through the soul world with your soul group of like other souls on your like kind of similar level of development and you incarnate with each other to like play different roles in each other's lives to help you um, learn whatever lessons that you're supposed to be learning in that life. So the fact that I saw you just like made me really happy because I was like, oh, so we do have like a bigger, you know, a deeper connection than like a one-off stranger kind of thing that like is just in passing in this life, but won't see you again. Um, so yeah. I'm sure we will wait. I'm curious. What age was that life in? Oh, medieval. It was medieval times. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh my god, I got to go to school. I must have been really smart. I know, As right? A lady? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's why I was so proud of you. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Angela. I feel like all the interviews with Angela have been very, very interesting. So <laughs> please write us in. Let us know if you have any questions, if you've done a similar experience, if you have other similar oh, experiences you'd like to recommend Angela. I'm sure she'd be willing to try. <laughs> Probably. You're our resident try gal for these things. <laughs> True. So uh, write us in at tellusweirefrom at gmail.com or DM us on the social. Yes. And if you believe nothing of what I say, I hope you enjoyed this nice bedtime story of (laughs) fantastical things that you've heard. (laughs) Amazing. All right. And um, we'll be back next week with another fresh new episode for you. And until then, bye, Jan. Bye, Jan.